0: You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. About uh, a win for the home team and we're going to be continuing our message in the book of Colossians and this will be the theme over uh, this week as well as next. I'm going to focus primarily on one aspect of the team tonight in Colossians chapter number 3, and I want to read uh, some of you, it's probably your favorite verse in all the Bible, Colossians chapter number 3 and verse number 18, where the Bible says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Uh, I can't remember, but I've been to several uh, of your homes and I've noticed this is cross-stitched on a number of your pillows that sits on the couch uh, there in the living room. Uh, wives, submit yourselves unto the Lord as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. So these are exciting verses, and I'm preaching on a win for the home team because as I was praying about uh, how to deliver this message and how to try to communicate, some of the truths that surround what it means to be subject or uh, to, be, uh, to, to put yourself under, and literally that's what the, the word subject means, or to, to subject yourself. Uh, God wants your home to be a winning home. Always remember this, in spite of the lies of the devil, God has your best interest at heart, Uh, And from the very beginning, and you need to learn to watch for this, from the very beginning, Satan, the the tactics he used then are the same ones he used now. So you can watch for him. And among those is that, number one, Satan questioned the Word of God. Where God put a period, where God put an exclamation point, uh, Satan puts a question mark. Number two, Satan begins to question the goodness of God. And he says, hey... You know, God doesn't want you to have this because he knows that the day you have this, something great's going to happen with you. Uh, and, and that's another one of the lies, that, that the old God's word is trying to keep me from fun. It's trying to keep me from something good. No, God always has your best interest at heart. And while we're talking about the Garden of Eden, by the way, that's really the basis of really a lot of the principles behind the message tonight. Satan intentionally went to Eve rather than Adam. He was going against God's order there in the very beginning, and you can see uh, what happened from that point on, but uh, God wants us to be a ha- have victory. He wants us to have a winning home and winning lives, and when we follow God's playbook, the Bible, when we follow God's playbook, we can celebrate victory together when each team member, when each family member embraces their role, we can celebrate victory together. And I am going to talk about basketball tonight. Now, I know there are some of you that uh, could care less about basketball, okay? But I'm still going to try to teach you some things about basketball. Uh, I've got admission tonight, I did not wear these shoes tonight because I was preaching this (laughs) message, believe it or not. Uh, It's a coincidence, and uh, some of you wished I hadn't admitted that, Uh, but it's the truth. Um, but about basketball, okay, so when we talk about basketball, basketball can have a number of players on the team, a lot of teams have, you know, around 12 players or something like that, they can have less, uh, but as a general rule, how many players are on the court for a given team at any given time? Five, uh, and, and ten, you know, five versus five. There's usually five players. Of course, you can play 1v1, uh, you know, 2 2 whatever. You can play these things. But in a typical uh, basketball game, you have five on five. And in fact, uh, the players on the floor are actually numbered. Now, we know that as, I don't mean that they have numbers on their jerseys, but their positions are numbered. And that's so that you can uh, draw up plays. Everybody plays their position. And it's just one through five. One, two, three, four, five. Um, and so if you played basketball, you, were, uh, you fell under one of those numbers. Uh, and, and that's important because we'll mention that again in just a moment. And then it's led by a head coach. Now, there are a set of rules that dictate how the game is to be played. There's a set of rules that dictate whether or not it's basketball, okay? Um, and uh, I, I'm, gonna, I'm using this part for the home as well. But understand that there are certain rules that dictate what really makes up a home, as as there is what makes up a team, a basketball team, and and the the sport of basketball. So for instance, when it comes to basketball, for one thing, there's only one ball on the floor at any given time. And uh, that's one of the things that people often say, that, that that's the trouble. You have some teams that are really talented, but there's only one ball on the court, because there's some players that everybody wants the ball uh you know well there's only one and so you can there's only one ball so you got to play as a team so there's only one ball on the floor now in basketball uh you can't tackle now do you mean to pause right there and say who says anybody ever played tackle basketball uh it 's pretty fun right uh but at, but but that 's really if you start tackling you're are you really playing you can kind of call it that, but is it really basketball uh you got to dribble uh with your motion unless you 're leBron James you can pick the ball up at half court and just run all the way down and dunk it and it 's fine uh but you 're supposed to have to dribble the ball uh when you 're in motion. I may take a few shots at lebron uh, <laughs> uh lames tonight okay uh but anyway uh uh, but you can't, you, 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 uh, you can't, there's no kicking the ball. You can't say, hey, we're going to start kicking the ball around the court and call it, well, it's not basketball anymore. And I'm not going to belabor this point, but I'm just simply trying to say that God has made the home, the nuclear family, the husband, the wife, uh, children. I mean, listen, uh, you can you can mix that all together in some kind of weird way uh, and try to call it a home, but there's a certain prescription, the one who made the home gets to determine what the home looks like, the structure of the home. Now, think about this, the purpose of the home. Now, just as a team has a purpose, what's the purpose of a basketball team, or, or any team for that matter? But Let's just stay with basketball. What's the purpose of a basketball team? To win. That, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, you definitely want to win. Uh, you want to win the game. You play to win the game uh, is how you play. But what's maybe some other purposes behind basketball? Have fun? Absolutely. Uh, man, I believe you ought to have fun when you play. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and, and don't get me wrong. I believe one of the best ways to have fun is to win. Uh, but, uh, but have fun? Absolutely it's to have fun. It's to grow. It's to get better. I mean, if you're coaching a team, if you're on a team, listen, uh, sometimes you don't win. But hopefully you grew. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully you can take something away that'll help you in the next game. You grow. Uh, now what's something else remember it's a team sport so what's another purpose of basketball that's right I think I heard it a few times what did you say Gunner? team player and I think I heard several along those lines you know usually we think about teams they got a name across the front somebody says that the name across the front is more important than the name on the back right because you're representing you're out there representing your school representing your coach, you're representing players that played before you, so you're representing. And in a similar way, when it comes to the home, God has a purpose for His home. The home is the foundational institution of society. It is for the advancement of God's work in history. I mean, think about the significance of the home. Before God made anything else, I mean, as far as institutions, He said, I'm going to make the home. I'm going to make a husband. I'm going to make a wife. I'm going to give them the ability to procreate so that they can have children and continue this process. It is for the advancement of the work of God in history. They were to uh, the Man and woman, they were to oversee the earth through the family structure. Everywhere new families were started, so there was supposed to be a modeling there. See, some people think, and listen to this closely, because I know I'm preaching to some of you that aren't married. Uh, whether you've been married and you aren't now, or whether you uh, hope to be married one day. What if the case is, well, this message applies to you too. Because one thing I'll say, you don't get married so you can be happy. <laughs> All right? No, you don't. Um, if that's why, I mean, listen, because you find out real quick uh, that it's not, it's not always about happiness, because it's not always easy, okay? Uh, and, and I am... I'm, I am very happily married, uh, but that doesn't mean it's always happy. It's work. It's difficult sometimes. Uh, that's what marriage can be. Listen to this if you're single. You do not get married to fulfill the line in, um, oh, show me the money. What's the movie? Jerry Maguire. Watch the famous line besides show me the money in Jerry Maguire, people that are my age? Uh, Okay, Melanie just did it. You complete me. You complete me. Uh, okay, I I didn't mean it, but it sure did look cute. Now here's the thing. Uh, you are not to be, if you're looking to be married, or if you are married, I need to move on from this point because I'm trying to get somewhere else, but you need to understand something. Marriage is not supposed to be two incomplete people that complete each other. Right now, as a young person, as a single person, as a married person, we need to be working on making ourselves a complete person. A successful marriage involves two complete people that come together, and I know we come together as one, but the point of the matter is is that I I know in a sense that we need each other, but really our contentment needs to be in Christ. Our neediness needs to be fulfilled in Christ, not in uh, one another. That'd make, a lot, that'd make homes a lot happier. So remember that if you're not yet married, uh, you're not looking for somebody to make up what you're missing. God makes up what you're missing, and then together y'all can have a successful marriage. Um, the, the home was made for a channel of God's love. It was made for a model, a loving father, a loving, respectful mother, nurtured kids, and this perpetuates, and seriously, one of the interesting things is, we, I, I mention this study a lot, but it's a, it's a very common... Thing in psychology that oftentimes people's opinion of God Almighty, people's opinion of God Almighty is the their opinion of their dad, without even realizing it. You know, they they have they, done these studies and they've just asked the question, "What do you think about God? How do you think God is?" And they begin to describe God. Well, I think I think I imagine God being just kind of distant. I imagine God being cruel. I, and this isn't the way across the board, but then oftentimes what happens is then people in turn say, well, how do you feel about your dad? And they would go on to describe their dad. On the other hand, if they had, because honestly, God meant for it to be that way. He meant for the home to model that. Uh, and so there, there's a model uh, thing in the home. And again, there's a whole message about that in particular. Uh, but I want to go from the purpose of the home to the power of the home. There's no wonder, since God established the home, there's a lot of power in this team. The home has made a big difference in society, and I'm telling you, you look at societies where homes fall apart, you see societies fall apart, and there's no wonder that those who want to see this nation torn apart, uh, there's all kinds of different ways they want to go about it, but one of the number one ways they want to go about it is by attacking the home, which is to go against... The word of god so there's the purpose of the home the power of the home now to the fun part the positions of the home we talked about five players on a team god has an order god has an order if i didn't have wasn't preaching this analogy tonight i'd be preaching order in the home because god has an order he places positions uh, in the home and he places each of us in a position in the home Whether you're a husband, whether you're a wife, whether you're a kid in the home. Now, what God says about the home, remember, God's the one who made the home. And a real common thing to say today, and this not only, sadly, this isn't just what's going on and being said in the world today, Sadly, there's a lot of uh, pastors and preachers and teachers and uh, universities that are teaching the same things to say that what God said about the home no longer applies. After all, this is 2022. So this whole business of a wife submitting to her husband, that needs to go out the window because this is the 21st century. This is 2022. But I hope through this illustration tonight, you can get a good good picture of what submitting is and what it isn't and this won't be perfect but i'm just going to do my best all right all right so on a team uh what uh if you played basketball in here tell me what position you played when you played basketball point guard ronnie ford uh yeah levi center okay anybody else lexi post uh post so uh, anybody else, Evan, what'd you play, two, three, small forward and guard, who else over here, Lily, miss Kim, she played six man, okay, uh well, so that yeah that that throws us off a little bit uh but but all right, so there's positions now, what is uh there were several that said point guard a point guard as far as the numbers one through five we're going to forget about the whole six man thing okay uh when we talk about numbers one through five but we could actually keep the six man uh which position carries the number one the point guard the point guard carries in basketball you're a number one if you're a point guard that's your title number one you're the point guard Okay, so for those of you that know basketball, does that immediately, they're number one, does that make them the best person on that team? (laughs) Some of the point guards said yes, Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't make make them the most athletic. Uh, Does it make them the best shooter on the team? Well, they're number one. They're the number one. But here's the thing. The point guard does play a very vital role. Okay, so here it is. The point guard, as a general rule, he's the one that gets communications from the head coach. So the coach is on the sidelines, and, and don't sit there and tell me, well, when we coach, we do, just, just shut up, okay? I know there's a hundred different, just let me go here, okay? As a general rule, uh, uh, the, the, the coach would say, okay, here's the play we're going to run. And then he communicates that to the whole team, but, if, but, but, but oftentimes it'll be in the midst of a game, and if you're watching a game, you'll see a guy dribbling down the court, and then a lot of times he'll look over to the bench. And his coach will hold up a hand or, or, or call out a play, and then that point guard, see? So now, the coach, he's the main authority. He's the one who calls the plays. He's the one who gets to say who plays, who sits, and so forth. He's calling the plays, all right? So now... As soon as that coach says, here's the play I want you to run, that point guard has an option. I'm either going to submit to the coach's call, or I'm going to go do my own thing. Now, if that point guard wants to continue to play, uh, depending on whose kid he is, but if that point guard wants to... <laughs> somebody say amen right there. If, uh, if that point guard wants to continue to play, he needs to do what the coach. So he submits to the coach. Alright? So now the point guard is coming down the floor and he is now communicating the message of the coach. So now there's there's two through five that remains. They look at the point guard, and now they've got a decision to make. They need to de- determine: okay, are we going to submit to that point guard or not? Are we going to run that play? Now Again, in most cases, you know to run that play. Now, again, remember what I said earlier? What if that number three is, you know, one of the greatest players ever? What if they are the best player? That person playing the small forward position or that person playing the post? What if they are the outstanding star, I mean, D1 heading person on the team? Do they, do they stand there and say, well, wait a second. I don't need to do what you. You can't even. You can't even hardly hit hit a shot. I don't don't need to do what you say, but that's not the way it goes. The coach communicates to the point guard, "I've got a play for you." The point guard submits to that. The point guard then calls the play out to the team. The rest of the team then submits to the point guard. All right. So that's the general way that you know simplify or whatever that you could say basketball is played now uh, consider some possible scenarios now let's say and i've already said this maybe but let's say that the, the 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 number four let's say the power four, it says wait a second this dude can't even dunk he's not as good as me what gives him the right to make this call what gives him the right to be the one that tells me what to do well, he wouldn't answer, he wouldn't ask that question if he was very smart. But the thing is, is that number one would say, well, no, look, I, this, I, this is just my, I just happen to be the point guard. This is my position. This is the order that I am on the team. And I'm just communicating to you what the coach is saying. That's it. And so therefore, the point, the, 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 the four, the three, the rest of the number, whatever they may be, says, okay, that's cool. But now, Let's just imagine that it really gets in the power forward's mind. Why should I submit to him? You know, that's the, that's the attitude that people can get. Why should I submit to him? Okay. Well, there's a couple scenarios. So, for one thing, there's a couple approaches you could take. The power forward can start calling out his own plays. The coach says, okay, here's what I want you to run. Point guard calls it. The the best player on the team, maybe, the most headstrong player on the team says, Nope, we're going to run this play instead, boys. What happens then? Well, then you've got the two-headed model. The two-headed model. You've got two people trying to be the head. And I know it's popular to say that we're both heads, but usually if there's something two-headed, you want to know what it is? It's usually a monster. Okay? It's a monstrosity. And so uh, th- this two-headed approach, and it causes confusion, and uh, it's, it's not going to be a good situation. Now, he could do another thing. How about this one? And, and, and you, I hope you're following me here, that I'm not too much on basketball. I hope you see what I'm trying to say. So here, here now, again, the point guard calls the play. A better player on the team doesn't like it, doesn't agree with the call, what have you. So, and then he says, why are we running this play? Coach said to run this play. We're running this play. That's what we're going to do. He says, oh, fine, you're in charge? You want to be the one to call the shots? I'm going to go sit down. I'm done. You know. Uh, Well, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with the guy walking off the court because he don't get to be the one in charge? It'd be dumb. You know what? without e without question he plays some part in that play and here's another thing you want to know what sometimes if the knucklehead would just pay attention that plays setting him up anyway what i why should i set a pick for the point guard so that you can roll to the basket uh, and, and and get it easy presumably get it easy uh you know uh high percentage shot um see there's all kinds of things. and ways. See, because here's the thing. We're a team. We're a winning team. And here's what God says when it comes to a husband and a wife. God said, I will make Eve the wife that I'm going to give you. She's not the one calling out the place. but she's a part of the team. And too often, a woman falls into these other scenarios. Well, I guess he's in charge. I just won't do anything. Or they want to call out other plays. But here's the thing. Remember, this doesn't make you less of a player because the position that you hold doesn't make... Just because somebody holds a different position than you doesn't mean that person's better than you. It just means they hold a different position than you. And, then the, and, and, and the fact of the matter is, the whole thing is, we're trying to be a team. So here's what the Bible called Eve. He said, I'm going to make, Adam, for you, I'm going to make you a help meet. Okay? Uh, a, another way to put that in an understandable way, Adam, I'm going to make you a suitable helper. A suitable helper. Adam, you can't shoot the three. I'm going to give you somebody that can shoot the three ball. Adam, you're not strong in the post. I'm going to give you somebody strong in the post because we're going to win. We've got, I, I've got a plan. And together, we're going to win. But we've got to do it the way the Creator set it up. Um, now, so let's think a couple things about submitting to the coach, submitting the coach, the point guard submitting to the coach. The other players submitting to the point guard. Let me tell you what it isn't. And submission in the home, submission in the home, a wife submitting to her husband or submitting in, in any of us submitting in any other way, we submit at work, don't we? We submit in other areas of life. Submitting does not have anything to do with inequality of persons. You are not told to submit because you're less of a person than this husband or because you're less of a player than the point guard that's not the reason that you're to put yourself under them it's just that you're different and you have a different uh, uh, different uh, position and a different role how about this one we, we we get hung up on we generally get hung up on one area of submission honestly if you've got a job you submit more than likely. Unless you're the boss. Uh, unless you're, you're the owner. But, but it, then even in some cases, you, in, in some cases, man, you have to submit to the board of directors. Uh, it, you submit. You go to school, you submit. I don't submit in everything. No, but you do in most things. We submit all the time. But the one thing we don't hear nothing about is wives, submit yourselves to your husbands. And we don't do that with any other area of life. But we don't understand it. And one reason, and, and admittedly, one reason we don't understand it is we know that it has been wrong. We know that, here's the thing, let's just go back to the basketball scenario. Let's just say all of a sudden, uh, the Bible says, and I'll get to the, the verses in a minute in Ephesians, but the Bible says, wives submit yourselves uh, unto your husbands uh, and, and sub, as, as he submits to Christ. And that's the husband submitting to Christ, the wife submitting, but it's as in the Lord, in the Lord. So that point guard cannot go into the locker room and look at that number three and say, give me your locker. Give me your locker right now. Why should I give you my locker? You should give me your locker because I'm number one. I'm the point guard. I call the plays. You do what I say to do. See, the thing is, is that point guard, can't. he, he doesn't have the authority to be calling the plays off the court. All right? He doesn't have that authority. He, he can't go to that man's house. Uh, did you know that, 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 that in the New Testament, the pastor has authority? But the pastor's authority, number one, is a servant leadership. Uh, but there's still, that's what the bishop, we preached about that a little bit on Saturday during the ordination. But here's the thing. There's some pastors that try to overstep that and go to people's home. I'll tell you right now that if, if there's a couple in this uh, church that ever come to me, if, if, there's a, if there's a married woman that comes to me and says, Pastor, I need your advice on uh, a, a, B, and C. You know, my very, my very first uh, response is not going to be an answer. It's going to be a question. And it's going to be, uh, what does Eric say about it? Unless your husband's name's not Eric, or that'd be weird. Um, <laughs> but what does Eric say about it? Well, he says this. And you know what I say? That. That. Unless, of course, it's something. Because when it comes to submitting, you don't submit to immorality. A wife doesn't... A husband's authority is underneath uh, that of the Lord. Now, again, we can get into scenarios about what if the husband's not even a Christian? What if he's not trying to follow the Lord? Still, as we'll see in just a moment, and I'm I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, so, so, so let me back up just a moment here in this idea of submitting. Is Jesus Christ... Less of a person than God the Father is God the Son less of an of a being than God the Father. Are you sure? And, and I'm saying, and, and ladies, if you're struggling with, I'm just asking you, are you sure? Because he submitted to the Father. Now, does that make him less of a person? It doesn't. Uh, they're equal. They're, I mean, God is three and one, but he submitted to the will of the Father. It just meant that he put himself under. There's no inequality of persons. It's only inequality of positions. It's just that we've got different roles that we play. Uh, I talked about having a suitable helper. Listen, uh, for those that struggle with when you've seen women, whether verbally abused, treated wrong, treated like dirt, folks, that's not the biblical model of husbands love your wives. That's not the biblical model of you are heirs together of the grace of life. If you want to look at a happy home, you look at a home where people are, where a husband and wife are trying their best and doing their utmost to model this thing of husbands submitting to the authority of Christ, wives submitting to their husbands. And I think about mine and Melanie's marriage. It's not a perfect marriage, but it's a great marriage and we're blessed and we're very happy And doesn't she just seem like a pitiful, sad woman? She she doesn't at all. You still know her personality. You still know all of this stuff. I mean, because I'm telling you, you would not know who I was today if it wasn't for that woman sitting right there. You know why? Because if we go back to the basketball illustration, I'm not that good. If you play basketball with me, don't say amen right there, okay? I'm not that good. But God's given me the ball. God's given me the ball. And he says, go with it. And you know what? I'm glad. I mean, look, I said, Mel- Melanie can slam it, man. She can throw down on people's head. She can handle. She can shoot. She can do it all. And that's why I'm here today. Because there would not be an Elk Point Baptist Church if it wasn't for that woman right there. There wouldn't be no me probably still been in the ministry if it wasn't for that woman right there, or at least been in South Dakota. Um, let me tell you something. You know what happens with a lot of men that go away from home, whether it's, In another country just another part of the country uh a lot of guys i've known mama's just like no i'm done not doing it anymore not doing it anymore uh i i I miss i miss home i miss warm weather but you look over at that woman there's never been any of that uh never not one day Uh, not one time and uh, she's a woman that, that one time asked me, is this what, you sure God still wants us here? I mentioned that Saturday. Yes, ma'am. All right. Never been asked again since. Uh, the Lord led me here. She came. And and, and I'm saying all that to say this, um, that the, the way it's supposed to be done, God honors it. God blesses it. God, it it's, a, it's a blessing. Don't fight it. Um, so, it an inequality of persons. Uh, the team may have some measure of success if you have a rebellious point or a rebellious small forward or power forward running the show. They may have some measure of success, but you'll never have the level of success that the wise coach knows that they could have if they stayed within the team structure. Um, so I want to try to end with a couple of thoughts and give you the, the, the chance to answer questions. I know this isn't the perfect illustration, okay? I really do. But I'm just I, when it, it helped me when I was thinking of it in these terms. I know there's challenges within this. But I want to just give you some uh closing thoughts. For one thing, I will say this. Uh, when there is a woman that does not want to submit and allow her husband and them together call the shots. But somebody has the last word. Somebody has the vote. And in the times I've seen when the woman has taken that control, uh, I can say that you can a lot of times see a passive, neutral man that's not being very effective, that's not being very, uh, feeling very masculine, that's not fulfilling his role. Uh, and it's a sad place to be. But now, one of the key, key things about this submission is, in both sections in Colossians 3.16, if you're still in Colossians, I'll just uh, go back to Colossians 3.16. The Bible says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. The sister verse is Ephesians 5.18. That also precedes this section on the home when it says, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Why? Because we need to be filled with the Word and filled with the Spirit of God if we're going to be able to uh, get a win for the home team. Here's something else that's very, very interesting to me. I just discovered this this week. I've never noticed it before. Maybe I've noticed it to some extent, but I never really put much thought into it. In the New Testament, there's three passages that speak to the relationship between husbands and wives. And the home. And then it goes down to the kids. Uh, but in all three sections, anybody don't know who is addressed first in all three questions? All three sections? The wife. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? And I believe there's a reason behind that. Because it teaches us a couple things. And, and that's Ephesians 5:22, wives submit yourselves. Colossians 3:18, wives submit yourselves. 1 Peter 3:1, ye wives being subject. Here's the thing, ladies. The man's going to give an ultimate account for the home. I won't be able to get into this part of it, I guess, but one part of headship in the home, one thing it's trying to do, somebody said it this way, God's trying to to get you to duck so he can punch your husband. Okay? That's, That's one way to look at it. But here's the thing you hold the key because you make the decision because nobody can make someone be in subjection so god says okay we're going to talk about the home but first of all ladies would you be willing to put yourself would you be willing to to be the two guard would you be willing to be the small four would you be willing to just play your role and together we're going to win but within my structure, the God-given structure is the way we're going to win. Would you be willing to do that? See, the fact is, the only way the husband can function as the head of the home is if the wife lets him. Honestly. You know, uh, you know I heard somebody say before, you know, ask a man, say, are you the head of your home? And you know what the answer to that question was? When she lets me be, when she lets me, because you can try to be the head of your home too, but if she's not letting you, guess what? You ain't the head of no home. Just the way it is. Uh, So when she lets me be, (laughs) you could say, all right? Now think about a couple of illustrations here. I I guess this goes to what I mentioned earlier. What about about women that are smarter than their husbands? I feel like I know a lot of them. Amen. Uh, Smarter than their husbands. Uh, You have a husband that don't have it all together. You have a husband not saved uh and so you say well until that's fixed i'm just going to take the number one spot i'll play the role um but folks that's that that, god gives an order see because the problem is that's not god's order see god did not say submit unless blah 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 now we i've already given you submit unless you know is your husband trying to get you to go out to a bar and uh, drink and party and do some things that are immoral you don't do that you don't submit to that mess. You don't submit to garbage. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not this just little submissive, okay, do whatever you say. Uh, because if, you, if it's done the Bible way, any husband, and here's the cool thing. When the husband's allowed to be the head of the home, you want to know something? If that husband's got any sense whatsoever, he looks to that wife and says, okay, what do you think about this? Here's what I want to, what do you think? Help me pray about this. And together, why? Because you're a team. Again, the point guard does not get out there and take, take on five other people. It's a team, okay? And so uh, that's the picture that's being put out there. But he says this in 1 Peter 3, 1, Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection unto your own husbands, that if any obey not in the word, they also may be one listen to this they may without the word be one by the conversation of the wives so god actually addresses specifically an unsaved woman and an unsaved man she says and god says show him that respect give him that honor and watch him fall into that role so the question is are you interested in having god's blessing upon your home are you interested in being a winning team god works in his ordained structure his order and we cannot ignore his order and expect his blessing now if you kept reading there in first peter three you'd come across a really wonderful verse where the bible says how sarah uh, how that her level of submission rise and chad loves it he's pointing it out to Doria right now but uh, uh, to where sarah was in subjection to abraham calling him lord now if you didn't if you, if you didn't have the other verses on your stitch cross stitched on your pillows this is one to work on sarah sue uh, and, uh, but what you've got to understand is Abraham, you know what Sarah's God changed Sarah's name from Sarai to Sarah you know what Sarah is, it's princess amen, it's princess and you know what God did when she said you know what Lord, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to follow you in this thing, uh, you know what God did he came to her and gave us a great passage where the Bible says uh, there is nothing impossible for God because he did a miracle in her life, he did a miracle in her life, why? because she said I ain't trusting that man God's not asking you to trust that man. God's asking you to trust him. And he's saying, I want to do something, but you're kind of standing in the way. I wish you'd fix my husband. It's like, okay, I, I will, but can you, can you step aside and let me get to him? I can't get to him right now. Uh, I, I, I can't fix this. You say, I, you under, I hope you understand kind of the picture that I'm trying to give there. Um, now, I, w- I was going to start here tonight, but man, I tell you, I know I've already taken a ton of time. It's gone by so quick. We've gone into overtime. Uh, all right. Uh, but you could think about this. What are the pros and cons of being submissive? Again, I, I agree that, the, that it sounds awful, uh, but if we could think of it in, in, in the right way, it's not. Uh, how about this one? <laughs> what are the negatives to following God's Word in your life? Some of you say, well, I, if you'd be honest with me, well, the, the big negative is that means I'm gonna let him control it, not me. I'm not interested in that. I I'm I, I got it. I mean, I'll let God know when I need his help. You know. But until then, I'm fine. But take your hands off. And now again, uh there is so much uh under this uh, of, of what it means and what it doesn't mean that we can't go through every scenario i think common sense comes into play but god provides the pieces for the home but i'm telling you there's some assembly required then there's operating instructions so that if it will work the way the creator or the inventor meant for it to work if we could go away from basketball and just go to putting something together uh, if I understood right, the other day we ordered a new bed for uh, Natalie. I did understand that part right. If I understood right, Melanie was reading the reviews, and I think it was about the bed that she ordered. It wasn't? And, and it was, some of the reviews were, it's really hard to put together. That was a different one? Well, that would have been better if, 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 if for the, my illustration. Uh, but she, she she did write by me, so now here I can't pick on it. But But what I'm just trying to say is, you put stuff together. You know, there's a way to put it together. Don't you men love following the instructions when you're putting stuff together? It don't always work. And let me tell you something. Remember this, too. The very first thing, that, that the very first step's not always the, first, the most important step. The A part doesn't mean, well, that's the best one. It just means it's the first one in order. Start here. Start here. Begin to put the rest of it together. There's a way it's supposed to work. Um, we got a great ninja coffee maker for Christmas, man. But, I mean, you just about have to, well, we we had to take a two-year course just to figure it out, you know. Not really, uh, but there's a lot of things the thing does. But if you don't follow what it says to do, you might mess it all up. Um, And what I'm saying is God's given us some instructions for the home. Now, I think I'm smarter than the people that put that ninja coffee maker together, the engineers that did that. I really do. But if I was to be honest, they probably know a little bit more about it than me, so maybe I just need to listen to them. And what I'm saying is, as hard as it is tonight, that we need to learn to do what God said in the way God said it. Now, I know there still may be a bunch of questions, and I'd love to try to answer those. uh, Because there are scenarios in which, like, well, yeah, yeah, and no. But as a general rule, the the thing that God addressed, and I'm going to be done with this, also in 1 Peter 3, was your spirit. What kind of spirit do you have? A a, a good uh, spirit he talks about. And so, part of the winning team. You might have been with me to start with. I know I lost some of you at the end. (laughs) But uh, the thing I uh, hope that you can see is that you're part of the team. Men, you may be the point guard. That doesn't make you a hot shot. That just means you're the guy that's setting it up. Uh, Women, you may be another position but it doesn't mean oh well i guess i don't care matter then yeah you do god's trying to set you up he wants listen and you want to know something the bible says that a woman is the glory of the man in other words she makes the man look good man my wife makes me look good i mean man uh, you know you, you get these guys with assist it takes a good pass and a smart play to get a good assist but man it's kind of nice when i got somebody like melanie i could just drop her the ball and she throws it in it's like bam assist then at the end of the game, somebody says, man, we got, you got 10 assists. I'm like, yeah, it wasn't that hard. I just kept throwing the ball to Melanie, kept throwing the ball to Melanie, and, uh, and, and, and we're winning. We're winning, amen? All right, so, uh, well, if you have any uh, questions, comments, gripes, complaints, uh, okay, we got a gripe right here. Here we go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>